My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello, you guys. Oh my God. The month of August flew by so freaking fast. I can't even believe it. Like sitting here so shocked. September is around the corner. The fall is here. I got to be so honest with you. I love the fall season of business. It is like one of my favorite things ever. For some reason, fall is super abundant to me. It's like harvest season, right? I find that All of the seeds that I plant with customers and potential clients over the summer start to really come to grow in the fall. And I get like this amazing experience in the fall where clients are just so ready to rock and roll. They're ready to invest. They're ready to do the work. They're ready to take care of themselves. So entrepreneurs out there, get excited. The fall is harvest season. And not to make an awkward transition, but this amazing babe that I have on today's podcast is growing something herself. She's got a little baby bump and it's so freaking cute. I wish this was a video podcast so you could just see how adorable she is. Uh, Autumn is our guest today, which is another fucking irony that I didn't even realize. (laughs) Her name is fucking Autumn. Oh my God, this is so funny. Okay, so... I swear to God, this girl is the most beautiful soul. She is so centered, so bubbly, so cute, so open, so loving, and so knowledgeable about her passion. Autumn is a business coach who specializes in teaching network marketers how to really claim their lives and find true identity in what it is they love to do. She is an expert at taking massive action and claiming her own successful life Her story that she shares today is just super compelling, super inspirational. And, you know, every time I hear Autumn speak, I'm just reminded of strength and resilience. This girl has overcome so much to fight to do what she loves to do. And today she has the honor of working with hundreds of women, helping them in their network marketing businesses really come into true identity and who they are and find their success and their freedom and all those beautiful things that we love to talk about. So I'm not going to give too much away today. I want you to sit back and enjoy today's episode. Every piece of information you need on Autumn is in the show notes. So please, please, please go check her out. Go celebrate her. Go send her a message celebrating love. Her little baby is on her way. Adorable little bump. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She's like the cutest pregnant mommy ever. So excited for her. Um, Yeah, and just enjoy this episode. Have a great time. Celebrate. Even if you're not a network marketer, I would really encourage you to stick around for today's podcast. It is incredibly motivating and inspiring. I love you guys so much and enjoy the show. This is the Badass Business Podcast. 
You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Eliz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Today's episode of the Badass Business Podcast is sponsored by the 30 Days to Launch Your Biz program. (sighs) A long time ago, I was spinning my wheels in my business and I wasn't too sure how to create financial success. And then once I figured it out, how to grow and build an audience in the online space, everything started to make sense. 30 Days to Launch Your Biz is a program I designed to help any entrepreneur out there who doesn't quite know how to make good money in her business figure out how to make great money in her business. This course maps out ideal client strategy, everything from uh, marketing yourself online to growing an email list to building a website. All of these important pieces are covered throughout the program. You can click the link in the show notes or you can go to badassbusinessbabe.com to check out all of the details. 30 Days to Launch Your Biz is the foundation of everything that I learned in building a six-figure business. And I'm so excited to share it with you. So go check it out. Uh, but after you listen to this episode, because it's a fucking badass episode. <laughs> Enjoy the show. How you doing, baby mama? Oh my gosh, I am so good. Today's a good day. Congratulations, by the way, on um, being a bestseller. Oh my God, holy shit. Yeah, it feels really good. It's in the Kindle. It's number one on one list, number two on another. So it's really exciting, yeah. And so now my goal, now that it's ranked in Kindle, I want it to rank in regular books, which is a whole nother monster, but at least I did one, so I'm happy. Oh my gosh, holy freaking titties. Like... (laughs) Speaking of that, your boobs are huge. <laughs> I know, I know, I can't, like, it's so funny. I like the bra that I'm wearing now. Um, I was telling Derek, I'm like, literally, like, you know, how many months ago, like, I couldn't even fit in it anymore. Like, <laughs> it was like, my, my, it was too big, and now I'm, like, falling out of things. And Oh my God, geez, so funny, it's so funny. This is, your body changes, man, like, this is what happens. I know all the time, like just weird things all the time are like different. And I'm just like, what is happening? This is so weird. Like my skin, even just how it's stretching because it's growing. And I'm like, there's no way my skin can stretch more. Like there's <laughs> no way. How do people do, how do women do this? I can't, I can't breathe. Like <laughs> when are you due? October 23rd. Oh my so, God. I'm 27 weeks this week. I'm like losing count now at this point. I was like, am I 26? Am I 27? Like, I don't even know. Oh my Uh, God. (laughs) So I have like three months left and I'm just like, holy shit. Holy fuck. Like, are you nervous? Excited? Like, what does it feel like? You're almost a mom. I mean, you are a mom. But like, I know it's, it's really exciting sometimes, you know, like it's really exciting when we talk about it, when we think about it, when we're like, Hey, this is what's coming. Um, but it's also nerve wracking. You know, it's all that runs through my head is like, I don't know how to run a business and have a baby. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Like it's, you know, it's that, that part is really, really, um, I I just keep going, I'll figure it out. Like it'll, you know, what am I supposed to do? I can't sit here and worry about it. Like it'll be fine. Thankfully my mom, you know, she doesn't work in the afternoons and stuff. So hopefully she'll come over and help me while I have clients and I have things. But it's going to be a whole different world, you know, if I'm breastfeeding and I can do that and my body allows me to and 
just trying to figure it all out is going to be a like emotionally too, you know, it's, it's like not just like the physical aspect of trying to fit it all in. It's like emotionally, how am I going to be able to show up to everything and have the energy yeah. clients and, you know, but I think too, Autumn, this is just such a new level for you in your business because it's going to allow you to relate to a whole different world of people. Like I even, I'm the first one to say this when I work with moms and I work with so many moms. Right. And I'm like, I, I do not know. I will never know. I will never know what it's like to juggle being a mom and running a business and being a wife and doing all of these other things because I'm not in that position. So it's kind of, it's, it's a gift for you to be in that space where you're like now going to be able to relate to a whole new world of people who need your help. Yeah. And I, I thoroughly believe like every single time you're, you're gifted with something, I know that somebody is coming my way that is going mm. through the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had, when I found out I was pregnant, um, literally a few weeks after one of my previous clients found out she was pregnant mm. and I was able to like walk her through cause she was actually on like flight attendant training and she was out of the, she wasn't even with her hot or with her boyfriend. She wasn't even home wow. when she found this out. And so I was able to kind of walk her through how I walked through it um, because, you know, I did it first. And so it was a blessing in disguise, you know, for my clients. So it's, it's one of those things where I know, I know that like I'm going through this for a greater purpose. Like I know that there's somebody on the way that I'm going to be able to help once I kind of figure it out when I kind of get my reins going and and kind of be that inspiration and help them. But it's, it's exciting. It is freaking exciting because it's going to be a new thing and Derek's just over the moon. Um, but, <laughs> it, but it, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging too, but it's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah. Everything great is challenging. I mean, it's just hey, freaking men, right? That's like how it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. So we already started recording and I think this is just beautiful <laughs> the way this is unfolding. <laughs> it's so funny because I've run these episodes and I'm like, um, I'm just going to blindside people because when you, for real, because like if, if I run this episode, I'm like, so let's talk about like what we're going to talk about today. And like, let's take some notes and like, what do you want to discuss? It ends up being a, a fucking shit show because it's like not fun and exciting. And I think, you know, what you bring to the table, your life and your experiences and what's happening for you right now. It's one of the juiciest things we can put out there for the audience. Do you know? Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree more. And honestly, now that I've launched mine, I'm in this process of how can I make this a more conversational experience? How can I make this something that is fun and easy and effortless? And it's mm. and it is a process, like learning how to kind of show up in that space and do it that way. And I know, so you do it, you do it amazing. I love your podcast. Thank I you. oh my gosh, I listen to every freaking episode. And after you had Olivia, <laughs> Olivia was like, Yeah, dude, she totally just like went in and went for it. So I'm like, I'm not there's nothing to prep. There's nothing to bring. Like I'm just, I know Lauren's just going to blindside me. So let's just do it. (laughs) So for all of the audience listening, Olivia's episode, episode number 41 was the fucking shit. I mean, (laughs) I, I loved it. Like I, I can't tell you like just being in that space where you're in a conversation with a woman and she's talking about sex and intimacy. And like, I think, dude, like it's the conversation of the month. It's the conversation of the year, right? Like sex and relationships and how that affects your business. So it's super fucking cool. Um, I want to dive in autumn with you and just really let the audience know kind of like what your story is because you've now being a new mommy, right. And going through this whole wave, let's take it back a minute though. And like talk about your journey to get where you are today. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, it's always like, how can I do this in Cliff Notes version? Like I know, how can I I know. <laughs> without telling you guys like from, you know, the womb. Yeah. Where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> so about, um, about a year ago, I'll start there. I transitioned my business into life and business coaching. Before that I was essentially a serial entrepreneur. I worked for three years, um, in network marketing and I had quit my full-time job that I was working in um, a wedding boutique. I was essentially a manager. We were doing wedding setups and rentals and all that kind of stuff with decor. So I was working there full-time and um, I was also in university full-time for a business degree and I actually put in four years. And as soon as I started working in the online space and I realized the potential, I was like, what am I doing? And if you hear that in the background, this is super real right now. This is my cat eating all the papers. Oh my God. My dog was crying five minutes ago because Matt just went to the grocery store. So don't even worry about it. Oh no. So you feel me. All the animal lovers will get it. All the, all the, all the, all the fur mamas. Um, Yes. So I realized the potential in being able to be my own boss and have this time freedom. And I was never somebody that could follow the rules. I didn't like to be told what to do. I didn't like when I was told when I could have a break, when I could have those types of things in my life, right? I'm like, I, yeah. why, do, why, do you, why do you get to tell me what I get to do with my life? It never made sense to me. So as soon as I seen that, I went full in and I said, what do I, what do I got to do to make this happen within the next year? Like I am done. Mm. So I essentially quit university. I dropped out. I quit my job in less than a year and I went full time in my network marketing business and it wasn't in the health and wellness realm. So I actually worked in that company for three years and about two years in, I started, I got certified in a couple different programs and I was teaching fitness classes full time. I had about seven, seven classes a week and I actually built a business, a private training business and personal, um, or group fitness business with my boyfriend. It was called actually, it's so funny. It was called hardcore heart and hustle fitness. And it's so funny. Cause it's like hardcore and it was like, hustle. This, yeah, it was like hustle. It was like this whole essence around like hustle and working hard and showing up really strong. And even our energy when we were showing up in that space was really like, do it, do it. It doesn't matter what you got to do. Like, don't sleep, just, you know, work out 24 mm. seven and I couldn't be more in a more different space than I am now. So anyways, fast forward last year, everything kind of, I, I, I say it just fell apart. Like I really feel like the universe guided me into this, into this direction and closed all of the doors of all of the things that were no longer working, all of the things that were no longer serving us. And our lease essentially got ripped away from us on the Sunday. And we were supposed to be in with on Monday and we had a full roster of clients. Like Derek had about, 15 personal training clients. We had full classes all the time and we had now nowhere to service them. We had nowhere to teach them. And, um, you know, it was, it was a big thing. I could have absolutely gone and gone to court and done the whole thing because they were not in the right space with it. However, there was that story from Tony Robbins that always hit home for me when he had that lesson where he, one of his business partners had believe stolen Stole a shit yeah, ton of money, a ton of money from him. And that was in the back of my head. And I said, you know what, this is my lesson to learn. And yeah. this is something that, you know, I should have seen the signs. I should have maybe been more diligent with the contract. There should have been something I caught here and I didn't catch it. So I'm not going to spend any more energy on this. If they want to take our rent, if they want to <laughs> take all of the things and leave us on our ass, then that is what it is. And so we actually took our, our, for a time being, we ran our business outside of the back of our car 
Wow. And we put all of our equipment, anything that we could get, anything that we had, we put it into suitcases and we went from park to park to park into garages. And we did what we had to do um, until I decided to transition my business and Derek decided to leave the health and wellness realm as well. And it was really funny because within the same 24 hours, there was a big blow up that happened within my network marketing company and with my upline and my downline. So everything started to sort of explode yeah. all at once. It wasn't yeah. like little, <laughs> oh my God, I could so relate to this. It's like, no. yeah. Now, did you have any desire or calling to do something different before that explosion and you were just like ignoring the whispers or like? Yeah, I, I yeah. definitely think so. Um, mm. I was always within my company. I was always doing a lot of, a lot of trainings. I'd spend two hours on sessions and calls with clients and team members individually doing a lot of the stuff that I do now, mm. but I was doing it all for free. Right. Yeah. And so I was getting really depleted. My, my team wasn't valuing anything that I was talking about and nobody was really taking action. So I'm sitting there being like, why does no one value this information? This is gold. Like they could be having the business of their dreams, but no one cares. And it was because there was no skin in the game. I wasn't connecting with the right people. I was undervaluing myself. And so there was all these, all these little pieces that weren't working. I mean, I was charging $5 for a fitness class. Like I was working so oh my God. hard nothing like <laughs> oh my god my money my money relationship everything was just a disaster my relationship was falling apart because we were so exhausted and we were so burnt out and we were around each other 24 7 there was just so many little pieces that weren't fitting together anymore and then basically the doors everything just closed within 24 hours it was just absolutely wild it was within the same 24 hours that um the blow-up happened that we lost our lease and I looked at this and Derek kind of, you know, we, we sat down and Derek had a conversation with me and he kind of looked at me and he said, why don't you believe in yourself more? Like there's something mm. more for you. Like there's something so much bigger out there for Why do you not trust yourself? Why, why aren't you willing to step out from the company? Why aren't you willing to step out from what you know and put yourself out there? And he was genuinely, like, he had tears in his eyes. He was crying. He was genuinely really broken for me and being like, I don't know why you, you can't see this potential. Well, why didn't you? Do you know why? Like looking back, were you able to connect that dot? Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would say I was so, I didn't, I just didn't believe in myself. I didn't think that I was worthy. I didn't think that I had, I didn't think that I had knowledge or anything that people would want. And so I was truly hiding behind the company. I was hiding behind the products. I was hiding behind, um, this different identity and not trusting in my own brilliance. I wasn't trusting in myself. I didn't think that I was, that people would care about what I had to say. I didn't think that they actually mm. paid for my worth. And so mm. it wasn't until he really said this, that I, I actually sat there and I, and I said, you know what? You're right. Like, I don't, I don't know why I just, I don't, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think that anybody would care. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was a really big moment. Cause that's when everything started to, sh to shift. I think it's really a powerful point here, Autumn, as like you share your narrative and everything you've been through, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who are in network marketing businesses and have this insecurity of, Am I worth this value? Am I worth this investment? And I'm wondering for you if that's something with your clients that you come across often and, and how you work through that and what your opinion is. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually am just working with um, one of my clients right now who is in a network marketing business because I do work with clients who are either transitioning out of network marketing and so sometimes they, they no longer feel called to this. And... Um, <laughs> And they are transitioning out of the business or they're using it as a second revenue stream mm -hmm. and they're kind of bringing it into their personal brand 
or, um, you know, that's, that's kind of their full business and that's what they want to do. And so I actually have a client right now who is working with building a personal brand, but using this as her forefront of her business. And we're talking about programs and how to kind of expand who she is and what she can offer into the world. And we started talking about a price that is a very still a low cost option. It's a very introductory offer. And she has had so much resistance in charging it. And she has had so much anxiety around it. And she, when I told her like, girlfriend, like this is the price you you should be charging for this. This is amazing information. You have so much to provide to these people. And she had chills. She literally like, I feel nauseous. I feel so sick. I I can't like, I I've never, Uh. I can't do that. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. And, and it comes down to her worth, right? It comes down to her believing um, that she's able and she's worthy. And every single time that I break this down with my clients and we kind of come to the space. It has to do with receiving love. It has to be able, it, it comes down to how they've grown up in their childhood and, mm-hmm. and being able to feel like people can actually give them love and praise and recognition and come into their programs and say, Hey, like, I love what you have and then being able to actually receive it. And, and that's one of the hardest things that I notice my clients struggle with is being able to actually get into space and receiving and feeling worthy. I think it's really fascinating too, just from my own experience as well, seeing people who are in network marketing and then the minute they try and they have no problem, no problem promoting, no problem talking about it. They love the product. It's changed their life. But then the minute that they have something to stand on, that's their own message, their own product, their own service, their own value. Suddenly it's like, I don't know if I could do that. Like they could sell $5,000 worth of product in the company that they rep in network marketing, but they can't sell $5 of themselves. Right. A hundred percent. It is absolutely wild, but it's so common. It is so common for these women again, because they don't, they've never practiced actually being able to receive. They've kind of stood behind some company. They've, they've stood behind a product. They've stood behind something else in when you are creating your own products, your own services, it's coming from who you are. Mm. Like it is the purest part of your soul. When you're going and creating something, and this is something that you are amazing at is you come from the space of divine downloads and the creations you put into the world are something that you're not strategizing. It's just coming from a really beautiful space that was a nudge or a whisper. And mm. so when you, when I try to teach my clients to, to step into the space and to do that and to come from this space and they're creating their own products and they're creating their own programs and they're putting themselves out there, it's a whole different realm. It's a whole different level of having to receive because it's not just receiving for a product that someone else has said is really amazing or life-changing. This is coming down to them actually being able to receive love and praise for something that they've created, a piece of their heart, their struggles, their their triumphs, everything that they've learned because those programs and the courses or the products that people create. And if you're a coach or you're in the space, it's, it's coming because you've gone through it first. And so you have to get really vulnerable and really open and really, um, you know, just out there and allow people to see your heart and your soul. And that is really nerve wracking because I think the hardest thing for us to do again is to receive, but to accept love and to feel accepted and to see ourselves on the other side of receiving and see that next level version of ourselves when we have received all the things that we want, when we receive all the clients, when we receive the praise, when people actually can accept us for who we are as we are, that is probably one of the most difficult things for us, not only as women, but entrepreneurs when you're stepping outside of network marketing to do. Yeah. And I think too, maybe we can touch on this and have a conversation. Uh, One thing I want to ask you before I dive into this other piece that just like (laughs) is coming to my brain. 
Love it. Do you believe that people can create success just as in the network marketing business? Or do you believe that people should be branching out or they, it's up to the individual? Like, what's your opinion? Yeah, it's a good question. So I definitely would never want to put a ceiling on anybody. I definitely would say if that feels like a line in your heart and you want to run and build a network marketing business on your own and do that, I a hundred percent think that you can be successful no matter what way you want to do business. I think there's no blueprint. There's no one right way or wrong way. I see many people who have extremely successful network marketing businesses. Um, and that's all they have. They don't have their own products. However, I do believe that for a couple reasons, I think that there's a lot more power behind having multiple revenue streams. I think that one, I've seen myself get everything ripped away from myself. Mm -hmm. I've had everything just taken away. And I sat there being like, how am I going to pay rent? We, we can't put food on the table. We have nothing. And now I have, what do I do? And so for me as a woman, it's, it's important that you have money coming in from multiple spaces. I think it's important to be able to have open channels to receive and that's really strong for you as a person to be able to make money in multiple different ways, not to feel confined only in receiving in one way. Now, I think again, it's powerful to have a brand because therefore you are the face of your product, right? You are the one that people are trusting and, and loving and buying from. Whereas if it's kind of led in a way of almost like influence, mm -hmm. um, where I find that that's where a lot of people who have successful network marketing businesses are more from a space of influence. Um, they're, they're selling themselves for selling a solution versus selling a, a solution to a problem or helping a specific niche of woman. They're kind of selling themselves in this lifestyle and, and who it is that they are. Yes. And I, and I think it's also important that, um, I think it's important for people to be able to branch out and just I lost my train. There was totally something that I had in my no, head. No, no, no. But this is oh, team. Okay. Yeah. This was the other thing is that I think that people, when you have a really successful network marketing business, you have to kind of look and see what, what is the goal for you? <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I love it. She is so fucking pissed that Matt left the house to go to the grocery oh, yeah. store. She's obsessed with him. Oh, yeah, so she's, com sad. she's complaining. Anyway, go ahead. Team. Yes. A team. So you have to kind of look at it and say, do I want to build a team? Do I want it? Because that's a lot of the time when you have a very successful network marketing business, you have a team. It's not just mm -hmm. selling product. You're building a team and you're mentoring and you're helping and not everybody feels called to have a team. Yeah. And so there's a difference between, do you want to use a product to latch on to what you already know to serve your ideal client? Because it's something that you know that that's effortlessly going to be something that they need and want in their life versus do you want to build a team? Do you want to mentor all the people? Do you want to do all right. the training? And this is a, this is the difference between building a network marketing business versus yeah. using a network marketing product as an additional revenue stream. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. So on the topic of team, let's, let's talk about this really, this real big issue about um, kind of what we were talking about before this idea of stepping out into your own, leaving your network marketing company, finding your identity, or maybe doing yeah. something in addition. I am wondering from you, do you see that network marketers have resistance to do this because of the tribe that they've already created and the fear of walking away from that community or that safe space of, of peers that they've created in their network marketing business? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And that is where I came from. 
I think that that was a big part of why I was so scared to step away for such a long period of time. I've seen it with my clients before that they've transitioned and they might not have even been making very much money. They might've not even made money in months. And then they say, I, I feel so pulled. I, I just, for whatever reason, I can't seem to leave. I can't seem yeah. to let go. I can't seem to quit. I don't know what it is. I just, I just can't do it. And when I'm like, well, is it to do with the community? Is it that you feel connected, that you have these people who accept you or that you feel loved or that you have somewhere to tune into and you have somewhere to come undone? Like, is that, is that what it is? And nine times out of 10, that's exactly yeah. what it is. They're scared to lose this safe space. They're scared to lose this community that they've, they've built or they're a part of. And a lot of the time, what I even recognize with myself is that community was only loyal when I was performing right yes when Mm -hmm. I was performing at that level that's when they were really really um in love with me and we were on the same level and we were enjoying each other's company it was in that space but the second thing started to shift they were gone and every single time one of my clients leaves a business they find the same thing and they're like oh my gosh like I can't believe I didn't see this before and so it's it's sad it's it's disappointing but that's a hundred percent the reason why I was scared to leave. I went to all of the conferences. I went to all the events. I was on the council. I put on the events quarterly in the, in the province. And I was a really big part of building the community and establishing this community. And the thought of leaving that and being out on my own and not having these people to lean on or the the fear of judgment or disappointing people, that was, that was a massive reason why I was scared to leave for sure. Yeah. So what are the biggest challenges that you see people facing when they decide to branch out? So let's just say for, for the purposes of this conversation, let's say someone's listening and they have a network marketing business. They're not really entirely fulfilled. They want more. They want to do something bigger. What are your tips and your pieces of advice for that woman? Oh my goodness. That's a loaded question. I would say- I know. I love loaded questions. (laughs) Let's lay it all out there. All my my head's like going in a million different directions. I'm like, okay. It's like, this is a three hour podcast. Let's go. (laughs) It could could literally be a training. It could could be amazing. Um, (laughs) So if it comes down to like, what are my tips? Like, what is it that they need? They need to have a vision. I think that's really, really important. They need to know. And I mean, you can come down to the strategy you can come down to the logistics, but they have, they have, there has to be something in their story. There has to be something that they've walked through that gives them this purpose and this drive to serve people in a bigger and better way. There has to be a problem that they solve. So that's, that's really important, right? A lot of the time when women are coming to me or my clients and we're trying to establish, okay, who do you serve? What's your brand look like? There's a lot of the same things like, oh, I personal development or confidence or, you know, the things that are kind of intangible, things that aren't really easy to help promise to other people and the things that also a lot of the time, every single person is doing out on social media. Almost every single entrepreneur, I feel like is, is giving that gift of confidence to other people. So it's, it's not something you can easily wrap up in a box and deliver it to somebody where she's like, oh my gosh, I absolutely need that. Because a lot of the time women aren't realizing that that's something that they need in their life. I know. So, right? I teach people how to be happy and find confidence. <laughs> Okay, cool. But it's like, but what, but what else do they really want? Right. You could be teaching pole dancing classes and still provide that. So for the record, what the service could be a ton of different things. Exactly. Exactly. So I would say that they really need to have a problem that they're solving. They need to know who it is they're serving, how they're showing up in the world and, and what the vision and the outcome and the, the feeling that they want these women to step into and to create. So they need a lot of, I guess, backtracking for a second. They need to know who they are. They need to know who they are, what they've gone through. They need to understand um, 
what the essence is that they want women to step into, what they want them to feel. It's not about just creating something. It's not just about making a product or creating a service and selling something. It's what are you helping women step into or your ideal client, whoever it is that you're serving men, men or women, what are you going to help them step into when they work with you? What are they going to feel? What are they going to move closer to? What's the outcome? What's the essence? What are they going to, who are they going to become? right? Like who are they going to become after working with you? And if you don't have clarity around that and you don't know, it's really hard to create a brand. It's really hard to create products that they need. It's really hard to solve even a problem because they don't know what they're trying to get out of them. So it's, this is such a big question. (laughs) I know, I know, but I would, I, you know, we could go in so many different directions with it, but I think they, women are coming to me or women come out of this and they just don't know where to start. They have, they have so many ideas. They have so much passion. They desire this life for their, themselves and their family. And they, they can feel what it is that they want. And I was the same way I wrote it in my, my book every single day. I'd have like this journal book or this like gratitude goal book. And every single day I'd write out all my goals as if I was manifesting them. I'm like, I am here and I am here and I'm here. And and I realized, okay, it takes a little more than just writing it out. But <laughs> I can't just sit there and write it out every day. I'm just going to sit in the corner and like write these things and they'll just happen. I did it all the time. I did it all yeah. the time. Well, that's the thing. That movie, The Secret, that documentary, yes. like that's what we learned. Okay, yeah. I'll just close my eyes and pretend I'm holding the <laughs> wheel of a Porsche and then I'll magically find it in my driveway at the end. Oh, and that's exactly what I thought it was. And I didn't realize, oh, there's actually these other things behind the scenes you have to do. I thought that cable messaging the people and, um, you know, posting three to five times a day and watching all of the YouTube videos and consuming all of the information. Like I thought that was taking action. I didn't understand that there's investments in working with a coach and actually doing the things yeah. that you got to do, um, behind the scenes, getting live, providing content, providing value, showing up and solving a problem, being the expert mm. in, in something specific. I didn't understand any of that. And so I, there was such a big disconnect I had in my heart. I truly, truly had where I am right now in my heart four years ago, yeah. but I didn't know how to get there because there was no guidance. It was just read the personal development, keep doing the things, keep posting how many times a day. And eventually like, well, this strategy isn't working anymore. Like, yeah. so what, what, what's my next step? What do I do? Well, I, I think too, there's like such an energy that exists when you do step into hiring a coach because it's suddenly Mm, foregoing the I'm just going to try shit and see what works attitude spinning your wheels and googling things on YouTube versus I'm in the energy of somebody that has done what I want to do and she has the clues and she has the outcome and she has the secrets and as long as I'm connected to her and I follow her and trust her or him whoever your coach is you know, that's where things sort of tip over. And I think it's, it's really a testament to the work that we get to do every day because you're surrounded by people who really want the answers. And rather than spinning their wheels for four fucking years, you know, taking the leap. And what, what do you think um, the investment and that big step, because I know you work with a coach now, what did you have to do and believe and think and see and know to actually make that step of investing in someone? And what do you think people have to do to make that happen? Yeah, that was, so the very first, this is a really great question. The very first investment I made was actually last year when I first decided to transition my business, I felt this nudge in my gut. I was um, connected with this online course. It was like a 15 week course with a couple different business coaches. And I was like, okay, this feels so right in my heart. But the thing is, is I had $4 left in my overdraft. Like I didn't have any money. I didn't have any money. I love, wait, how much was the program? 
Oh, it was like $3,000. Oh my God. Okay. So 3,000. I love you're like, this is a great program. This is everything I need. But the thing is I just have $4 right now. Like (laughs) I had nothing. I was, I was literally taking like $4 of change. Um, that's what we could scrounge up to go get dinner. Like we had no money. I didn't have a bunch of credit card. I have $25,000 at this point in like credit card debt. If not 50,000 because I had multiple credit cards. So it's like student loan debts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't have all this extra. <laughs> I didn't have all this extra like money laying around. So I think that when even I talk about to women nowadays, and I'll touch on my coach now here in a second, but even when I talk to women now about investing, like they sometimes think that I, I had all this money sitting around and I'm just lying about it. Yeah. I, like I'm, I'm being for real, you guys, my, my overdraft was like negative $1,996. Oh my God. I love that you remember that number. (laughs) It was like, yeah, it was maybe some sense I'm missing out in there, but it was not a good depiction of where I was going to be, but that was where I was at. And I looked at this and I said, I don't know what it is. I know we're struggling. I know we don't know how to pay rent. I don't, I know we don't know how we're going to put food on the table next week. Like, I know we don't know any of these things, However, I know in my heart and my soul that whatever I do in here is going to take me to that next level and it's going to help me and help us as a family to get to where I need to go so we never have to worry about this again. And this is a conversation you had with Derek. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, because we were in that position together and actually, you know, backtracking for a second in this position, he was actually stepping into sobriety. His alcoholism took a skyrocket hit and all of his money that he had spent Um, or that he had, he spent on alcohol. So we didn't have anything. I was trying to cover everything myself. So it was, it was a really emotional space that I was in, but in my heart, it's, it's something it's hard to explain until you've been in that position yourself. And you just know in your soul that that next step is going to take you where you need to go. And that was that first moment that I recognized. And I realized how investing in myself shifted everything that it wasn't even what I learned in the course. I mean, I don't even know if I finished all of the modules, but it was, it was the transaction. It was me believing in myself and it was having yeah. the skin in the game that made me show up and stay, whether it was in the course or it was for my business or whatever the case, like I showed up so strong. You had to, I had to, I, I knew that at that point I had money coming out of my account every month and I had to figure out a way to make it work. So there was no other option than to show up and be there. And so fast forward to February I hired my one-on-one coach that I have right now and it was at a whole different level. I mean, it's, it was probably about, about $1,500 or so a month that I'm investing into her. And at that point I'm like, Oh my God, I've never invested this much in anything in my life. I've never put this down on a vehicle. I've never, I don't, I don't own a house. Like yeah. I've never put this amount of money down on anything. And not to mention five hours after I found out I was pregnant and I'm like, yes, I remember this. Like what the shit did I just do? (laughs) I had a meltdown two days, two days of pure panic. Like what did I just do? But then I sat there and I got on my call, my very first call with my coach the next day. And he helped walk me through this moment. She helped walk me through this realization that I was pregnant. She, I asked her too. And I said, has this ever happened to you before? (laughs) Has this ever happened to you before when you had like somebody, one of your clients made a massive investment and then hours later, something insanely tragic or crazy. This has happened to a couple of my clients. I'm curious what she say. 
well, she said, she's like, absolutely. Almost every single time she said, I've, I've had a situation where one of my clients, um, she signed on and then she found that her husband had been storing away like $40,000 in debt and she had no idea any of this money was, was being yeah. spent. I had another client who signed on and then lost everything in the California fires. She goes, this, this happens. Like it's, it's, you're not alone in this, but this is teaching you something for a greater purpose. And now what you know is that you're here and you made this investment because you do have a baby on the way and you are ready. And, and this is your time to step into that next level container. This is your time to mm-hmm. show up, not to dial back, not to, and that first three months was so hard to show up because I was so sick, but yeah. I still did it. Like I did the things because I had the investment, I had the skin in the game and I had this vision and it was, it's absolutely difficult. It's not easy when you don't see the money there. But for me, I'm always that person that I've always just burned the boat. I burned the boat so that I can swim to the island. I'm, I'm kind of somebody that needs to take the messy action, get my back put up against a wall because when my back is up against a wall, I show up and I see a strength in myself that I never otherwise, otherwise would have seen. So anytime, yeah. anytime one of my clients or potential clients comes to me and they don't, they say they don't have the money. I say, do you realize that this is your greatest superpower? Like this is your greatest superpower right now. And I don't know if you realize that you think that this is, this feels like one of the hardest things for you right now. Mm. This feels scary. This feels like the worst thing that could happen that you want something. You don't know how you're going to make it happen, but you don't realize that you're holding the greatest superpower in your back pocket right now. Because it's in this moment that you're going to find strength in yourself that you didn't think that you had. You're going to prove to yourself that you can do the things you never thought you could. And you are going to be able to make a reality and create a reality that you've dreamed of forever. But you can't do it until you burn the boats. I I don't think it happens in a comfortable space. Here's, I think, I think the reality of what you just said is incredibly powerful. It doesn't happen in a comfortable space. And for, for me, when I look back on every investment that I've ever made, um, if it didn't scare the shit out of me, it was a waste of money Uh every single time, no matter what it was, when it scared me and it made me feel challenged and it made me feel like I was stretching to be able to purchase, that was when it was like, oh my God, this is going to change everything. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Anytime I've, I've received something for a lower cost option or it was free, I never showed up for it. I didn't show up for myself. I didn't show up for what I, what I bought, what I purchased. I didn't go all in because it's not enough to make me uncomfortable. And it's not enough to make me be like, oh my gosh, like if I don't show up, then X, Y, Z will happen. And maybe not everybody responds in that way and that's okay. But any entrepreneur, any entrepreneur that I know, or I've talked to, it's in those moments that they're put into like, I'm scared so fucking shitless and I don't know Mm -hmm. how I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how I'm going to do this, that is when the biggest shifts, the biggest lessons, the biggest transformations happen. And that's when they become the person that they want to be. It's yeah. not in the space that's comfortable because they've already been comfortable. It's not working. It's not yeah. working. Space. You know, I, I think it's Tony Robbins who says something about certainty and, he, and, and success. And he says that everything that you want happens when you start to value your growth and your love and your contribution and your challenge in the world over certainty and safety and security. And that's like, I think we're so designed, you know, this wasn't even where I was anticipating this, this podcast episode going, but we're so fucking designed to think that safety is the solution because our primal brains are like, be safe, don't get hurt, protect yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not what creates joy. That's not what creates happiness. And we have to challenge all of that with living in uncertainty to get what we want. 
Well, and it's even like, what is safety? You know, like, I feel like that's such a like subjective term to almost everybody. Like for me, I almost feel more safe. I feel more safe when I don't know sometimes, you know, that I really, I do sometimes. I almost feel more safe when I don't know. Cause I, I feel like I have this control over, um, what's to come. And, and I know that I can create it and I know I can do whatever I want to. It's almost when I get comfortable and when I have everything put in perfect place and I don't have to question anything that I, I almost start to feel more unsafe. I feel uneasy. It's like, there's no change coming. Like mm. what's next? Like, I don't, I don't know. So I, yeah. I, maybe I'm a rare breed. <laughs> like, yeah, I, know, I mean, but... your your ability to burn the boats and just take messy action and all of these leaps of faith, do you think that that's a courage that can be taught or do you think that's something that only certain women have? Ooh. Um, I think that that's something that every single woman has, 100%. I think that every single woman has it within her to be insanely courageous we're all waiting for confidence, right? We're waiting for the comp, like to wake up one day and be like, I'm finally confident to leave the, leave my company. I'm, I'm finally confident to go live on Facebook. I'm so, I'm finally confident. I'm so thankful. My confidence showed up this morning and I'm going to launch the program. I'm going to launch my business. I'm going to do the things, but that doesn't happen. If you're waiting for the confidence to come, it's not going to happen. You're always going to wake up one day waiting and waiting and waiting. You have to be so insanely courageous. You have to be so insanely brave first. And it's not something that, again, we always wake up with. It's something you have to choose. It's something you have to decide to step into and say, I'm going to be insanely courageous today. And I'm going to do the damn thing that's scary that I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if I'm going to fall on my face. I don't know if I'm going to totally botch it, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to be brave. I'm going to walk with fear. And I know that whether it's a lesson that I learn or it works out exactly the way that I want to, it's getting me to where I need to go. And that builds confidence, right? It's from doing when you do the thing and it works out or you have, you go live and one person comments on it and they're like, I love this so much. And you, you said everything I need to hear that makes you feel more confident. Then you get two, then you get three Mm. and it builds. But until you start to have that courageousness and and be brave, you, you're never going to find the confidence. And so I, I definitely think it's a power every single woman holds. Um, it's just about believing in yourself enough yeah. and believing in what it is you want to do in the world and your mission and your message to be able to tap into it. So along the way, I'm curious now, every, you've, you've burnt a lot of boats. This is not just one big decision that we're talking no. about, right? Burnt a lot of fucking boats. You've taken a lot of messy action. Does it get easier? Does it get harder? Does it stay the same? Oh, um, I, I would say that it's, it's always hard. I don't, I don't think that it ever gets easier because every new boat you burn is something you've never experienced before. Yes. Yes. This is so true. You know, like the first time I ever, I I quit university, I didn't know it was going to be on the side of it. When I quit my job, I didn't know it was going to be on the other side of it. Any, when I, when we, when I left my network marketing company, when I transitioned my business, when we closed down our personal training business, Um, you know, it doesn't matter what it is that I've done, hired the coach. I didn't know it was going to be on the other side of it. So even though it might get more, I might get more confident in the fact that, Hey, I've, I've burned the boat before. It's, I I know it'll figure it out. Like I know it'll work its way out. I know it'll be okay because I I'm supported I'm trusted. I can trust and surrender to it. It doesn't mean that it gets any easier. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. Along the way of entrepreneurship and leaving network marketing and going into your own identity. I'm wondering how, um, 
how has it been dealing with the financial stretch? Because we know that this takes time, right? To build a big business, to nurture an audience, to attract clients. The financial struggle showing up in your relationship dynamic, how have you guys been able to master your relationship? Because I know this is something that comes up for so many people while you're trying to grow your business. How do you get him on board? How do you get his support? What what did you experience in your own life with that autumn or with some of your clients? Yeah, definitely. From So in, in the relationship aspect, getting him on board and getting him to kind of be in that same space with me, it wasn't always easy by any means. Um, the first chunk of my business when I was running online with a network marketing company, I felt like there was a lot more resistance in the business or in that time in our relationship, um, mainly because there was a lot going out, <laughs> not a lot going back in. Yeah. And he was having a hard time getting it and kind of getting on board. Eventually he did get on board with what I was doing. However, it wasn't really until everything really fell apart and I helped him because behind the scenes, and I've talked about this now on my podcast and I've shared about it in some posts before. So it's, I I say all this with love because we've worked through all this stuff with, you know, together, but I didn't realize that behind the scenes, he had creditors calling him. We had backed up bills. There was all these things. He had a really bad relationship with money and about so t- last year, I started to help him and guide him through creating a better relationship with money, just trusting, surrendering, calling the creditors, creating plans, starting to pay things back, starting to save certain you know money here and there, and starting just to have a better relationship in the way that he spoke about it, spent money. And he started to see it work. He just started mm-hmm. to see it pay off and everything started to turn around. And so he started to come to me for advice about little things here and there, whether it was like a job or it was the next place he wanted to step into or his money and it would work. And so he's just started to trust me and I started to come to him from the safe space. And I just started to have more communication in a, in a sense of, Hey, this is what I need. This is what I feel in my gut is the next best step. And I promise you that I'm going to do everything that it takes to make this happen. And your support would mean the world to me. Um, you know, I, I can only do this with you. However, I'm going to do it anyways. Like I'm yeah. going to do it anyways. I, cause I need to do this. This is, this is going to benefit the both of us. This is going to be the outcome that we're going to step into together. And I need you on board with me. And so mm. it's taken a lot of work. I mean, the communication between me and him over the past five years has changed drastically from day one to, to now. Um, we are in a totally different space, but it never came from forcing it on him. It never came from, um, begging. It didn't come from fighting. It didn't come from anger. Yeah. It had to come from a really beautiful space of understanding and bringing him along with me. And, and, and modeling too. I think yes. like you were a model of what was working <laughs> that gave him a safe enough space to come along with you. A hundred percent. It was, it, he started to just trust in me and what I was doing because I was modeling it for myself first and I was walking him through. And so now he kind of comes to me for advice and he like, I, I kind of coach him through things and I help him and love it's, it. it's beautiful now because we've been able to kind of go into the space together. And so he'll, he'll talk me up when I have a launch or he'll hold that space for me and he'll support me. And he'll say, you know, I just want to help you take your business to the next level. And I'm so proud of you. And he's on the space with me now. But dynamics, you know, dynamic wise, there is a hundred percent, there have been times in our relationship where I wasn't making a lot of money and he had to pull some of the weight. Then there were times when he had no money and I had Mm -hmm. to pull the weight. Dancing back and forth. Yeah. It it went back and forth. It went back and forth a hundred percent. And we had to trust each other. We had to trust each other a lot and be on each other's team 
and we had to communicate that and know with each other like we're not building this separately our money it's not separate money we're doing this together it's it's our energy together is building this and we're going to get to that next level together but this is what i need this this is what i need from you this is what you're going to get from me and being able to be really open about it when we were holding money as a conversation that we didn't have together that was when everything really went south right because mm -hmm. there was no open communication i didn't know what was going on behind the scenes i didn't yeah. know that i didn't know that bills weren't being paid i didn't know collectors were like i had no idea any yeah. of this happened and that was where a lot of tension was created but the second that we started opening things up everything was able to shift so there are there are times when you know in building a business where you have to lean on that other person and sometimes things aren't always doing well and i, mm -hmm. I had periods of my time where i was servicing clients or I was charging lower rates and I wasn't bringing in a ton of money and I was just getting started or it was inconsistent and it wasn't guaranteed or I'd sign up a client and then they'd have a financial struggle and then like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm I'm not signing on or I'm not going to continue paying. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, what, <laughs> what do yeah. I do? How am I going to pay rent? So it's, it's important to be able to have that open line of communication and trust in each other. Um, that it's, it's that you can lean on one another and that you're building the stream together for sure. Yeah. So network marketing, tribe, relationships. I feel like we've covered so fucking much on this episode. It is amazing. It's so good. What, what's next for you, Autumn? We haven't even talked about that. So you're, you're launching your new podcast. That's out. Yes, it just launched um, like a little over 24 hours ago. So this Oh my God. This is crazy. It hit over, um, I just checked before we jumped on here and it would, it hit over 300 downloads already within the past 24 hours. So that Holy is shit. It's so That's crazy. amazing. It's amazing. So this is my biggest, the biggest thing that I've been working really, really hard on for the past, I mean, month essentially that I've been behind the scenes doing all the things, putting it all together and creating it. But I've been dreaming this up for years. I mean, my first podcast I listened to was four years ago and that's when everything changed my life. And I started realizing, oh my gosh, there's, there's all this value and all these experts you can get at the, the tip of your fingers. Like all you have to do is push a button literally, and yeah. you can get any knowledge you want. And that's how I got connected to a lot of the people that I've worked with and a lot of the people that I know and like and trust. And so I knew that this was something that I needed to do at some point in my journey. I really wanted to do it, but it never felt right until mm. now. There was like this season that I hit and I'm like, this is the time. And it all fell into place. The idea, the concept, the vision, the name, like everything just fell into place in perfect timing. But I feel like if I would have launched it beforehand, it would have felt really forced and it would not have felt good. Yeah. I find sometimes if I have an idea, there's uh I, one of two things happens. Either I want to run with it within an instant or I want to sit on it, grow into it, stretch into it, feel the energy of it, and then release that episode or that training or that program or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like to sit on it for a little while. Yeah. So that was really powerful. So right now that's the biggest thing that I'm celebrating that I'm excited about is I've launched my podcast that is out in the world now. It's a nine part series. So it's really, really fun. There's like a workbook and everything that goes with it. So I can really help. Oh women. my God. Yeah, I want women to take action on it. Right. I want them to be able to take, like listen to these episodes, go download it, answer the questions, journal through things and be able to actually see shifts. It's an awesome idea. Right. It's like you're, you're, cons we consume so much. So it's like, how can I consume, but also take action and apply it into my life. So that's really exciting. So obviously continuously bringing that to life, bringing on amazing interviewees and, <laughs> and you know, sharing that with the world and putting that out there. 
I have some other things that I'm in the, in the works of launching right away because it's, my head's always spinning and I always want to be serving the next thing. So I, I have a, my, I have a program. I have some things that are about to launch soon again. Um, Super cool. that I'm going to have coming up. I'm almost full with my one-on-one clients. So that is incredible. It's yeah. a, been a year and it's just amazing to see how things have transitioned from there to now, but that's my biggest, so that's my biggest focus. I, I don't, I went into space before where I always try to do too many things, right? You're trying to do all of the things, focus on a million and one things and, and feel the significance in being really, really busy. And although I'm really busy, I also want to maintain who I am and being able to show up from a space of service and not feel burnt out and not coming from a space of desperation and lack. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. So I, I'd say right now for me, it's continuing to show up really strong and serve my audience and, and put this podcast out into the world and, um, launch some amazing programs that I can bring women into continue serving my one-on-one clients and who knows I mean other than being a mom coming up in a few in a few months here and bringing a human into the world holy titties um, <laughs> that's kind of what's on the agenda I guess I can't believe it okay so final thoughts last words pieces of advice for all of our audience listening to you autumn what do you have Oh my goodness. That is such a good question. I'm like, what do I even say? There's so many amazing things that you can say, right? It's, I think just take some fucking messy action. Like just do the damn thing. You know, like there, there's a million things in your head that you want to do and you're, you're going to wait around forever and forever and forever and contemplate time and time again, if it's going to be right, whether it's staying in your network marketing company, launching a network marketing company, launching your business, transitioning, doing whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's in a business or not, there are a million and one things that you are going to want to do and you just need to start doing them because there's no right time. Perfect isn't going to come and you're only going to find out if it works for you if you do it. Yeah. So I think my, yeah, my, my last words are just do the damn thing, girlfriend, like go and go and get messy. Go allow things to do the damn thing. That's from the the bachelorette. That's the slogan for the bachelorette. Oh my God. Are you watching it? Oh, of course. Oh my god! Avid, avid watcher. Yeah, me and Derek every every week. I can't, I can't even deal. Matt watches it with me too, and he like Kate watches it. You know, like he's like, oh, this is stupid, but I'm actually really, he's really into it. But they yeah. really like it. Yeah, he really likes it. He totally really likes it. And then, um, yeah, I was so fucking disappointed, man. Like watching this stuff <laughs> unfold. I watched the episode with um, the season with JoJo. Do you remember JoJo? Oh yeah, I still yeah. I still follow JoJo on Instagram. I do too. I, I'm like secretly thinking that they're not going to work out because I felt like she she shouldn't have picked him. She should not have picked him. I thought somebody else was way better, but I don't even remember who it was. I know I can't remember back now who who is the other person, but I I do like her and Jordan together. Um, they are building I think a house right now. She just launched her business, but it's actually funny the the two people that are left for Becca right now. Derek, he's like. I said that as soon as he came, I, as, soon as, as soon as Blake came off a horse, I said, there's no way she can't pick him. He's on a horse. Oh my God, stop it. Oh my God, he's calling the shots. That is so funny. Calling all of the shots. We were watching, I think it was like two or three episodes in and I made a comment about how I didn't like a certain guy and Matt's like, oh, I like him. He has a really good Instagram account. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, number one, you don't even have an Instagram. Number two, do you realize this is the bachelorette? Like what is going on here? But he was so into it. Oh they, I don't know. They are they are closet watchers. Like they love it. Derek will say it all the time, right? He's he's always like, oh, the bachelor. I'll put but he's the first when he gets home from work. He's like, put the bachelor on. No, stop it. <laughs> 
like, so don't pretend, you know, like you're choosing the guys, you're totally all in, you're getting ready to watch them when you get home from work. Like, Wait, so who does he think it's going to be? Is he into Blake or is he into the other guy? Um, Garrett. Blake, yeah. I really like Blake. I think Blake is the so pick. I liked, um, oh, what was his name? I liked Colton. I thought it was going to be Colton. Stop it. I didn't like Colton. No. No, I didn't like him. I felt like he was – I love that this is – we're just going to keep this in the podcast because this is so applicable. And by the time this comes out, I feel like something's going to happen. Um, yeah, I didn't like Colton. And then my sister is such an idiot because like four episodes ago, she sent me this text of a picture that she saw on an article with Colton and Tia together. And she's like, obviously he doesn't make it through. I'm like, why are you fucking – killing this for me like so I knew that she wasn't gonna pick him because my little sister showed me a picture of him with Tia you know it's funny there was a big blow up with Becca and Raven actually on Twitter I don't have Twitter but it was posted on Instagram like not Becca on the show but Becca from Ari season with the short hair I didn't watch Uh, that didn't watch that one okay so there's another Becca anyways and she was on Ari season and so her because Raven is best friends with Tia they're from like the same place and there was a blow up because Becca was putting that photo out from Tia and Colton and kind of like saying things. And so there was like a blow up on social media for it. And I was like, well, I don't know because Tia's on, Tia's on uh, Bachelors in Paradise. So I don't know if Colton went on there or not. So now I'm sitting here being oh like, I need to Oh my God. Because I'm, I, I, I'm on cliffhangers This here. is, okay. So this whole entire dynamic is so incestuous. It's like. <laughs> People are on these different shows. It's just like online coaching, right? Like everyone knows someone who knows someone who was on The Bachelor. Like I'm starting to realize it's like this inner circle, but whatever. We will soon find out the answer to that question. Um, But yeah, I mean, honestly, we need to have that variety and that fun and be able to shoot the shit and talk about stuff that's not related to business. And I think it's kind of cool that that's where we ended and that's where we started, right? Like you have to be able to have a life that's not just – business shit yes a hundred percent you do and it's so important to also find find people in the network and in your life and in your business where you can have that business relationship but you can also turn off and be a friend with them and talk about other things I mean that's why like Olivia who's you know on your podcast she's become my absolute best friend in the entire freaking world because we can hold that space for each other in our business but then the second the next moment we're laughing about something to do in life or you know, a show or something on TV or just something going on. And we, we were able to hold space for each other, but also level each other up. And yeah. that is the most beautiful balance in being able to have that in your life. And I think that when I just had business relationships and just business conversations, it was so overwhelming. Um, but having that beautiful balance of both is everything. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Girl, I love you so much. This episode was yeah. amazing. We're going to put a bunch of information about you in the show notes. Uh, Autumn, Tani, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for asking me. It was honestly a dream. I feel so honored because I, I freaking love your podcast. I love it. I love you. And so I just, I, I honestly, I feel so honored that you even asked. Well, it was my pleasure to have you on here. My audience is going to, our audience is going to fucking love this. Well, now I can't freaking wait for you to be on mine. So. All right, girl.
thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Here's the deal. If you loved it, please share a screen share of this episode and tag me on Instagram. I'm over there hanging out, badass business babe. I would love to see you guys sharing your listening of today's episode, your takeaways, everything you loved, and give Autumn a shout out too, guys. She is awesome. (laughs) I'll see you guys on the next episode.